You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Joe right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so hello hello my lovelies tko nation how's it going i hope everybody's had a phenomenal week and a fantastic day so far um i as always anytime that i do tko i just feel super grateful and super blessed and Today is definitely no exception. Today marks our episode number 190, which is just out of this world, which means that in about 10 weeks, I think sometime in December, actually, we are going to be celebrating our episode number 200. And you can already definitely, okay, first of all, mark it down in your calendars because you already know how special it's going to be because we're potentially having special guests on and just having special broadcasting for all of you out here. And uh, I'm going to see if, if I can actually bake a cake for myself. Uh, I know um, I'm not like a professional baker, but uh, we might actually post pictures of our baked goods uh, celebrating episode number 200 on our social media page at TKO underscore podcast. But uh, yeah, that's what's up. And uh, that is coming up very soon. And I'm just so, so excited. And uh, like always, if it weren't because of you guys your love and support we would not be here right now and of course as always a big big shout out to our family over here at cfru 93.3 fm for always being so gracious with um uh, providing us with this awesome platform for us to deliver brand new content and brand new episodes to you guys every single week since october of 2016 all right so um like I said, I, I feel awesome today. Um, we actually have a lot of amazing things to discuss today on the show. Getting started with the awesome, um, I said like awesome a thousand times, but I, I, I'm honestly just lost for words as to how great this upcoming UFC uh, pay-per-view pay card, excuse me, is going to be happening in Fight Island once again. Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa fighting for the middleweight championship of the world. And, okay, there's just so much that goes into this bout. Talking about the animosity that's been going on between the two guys and one guy calling the other guy out. Well, most specifically, Israel Adesanya, especially because he's been so, so successful in his recent fights. As And the same honestly goes for Paulo Costa, especially with his recent win against Yoel Romero, who is an absolute beast in the middleweight division. And so, like I said, both guys are just at the top of their game. And here they are just fighting at this high caliber fight. Goodness, goodness, goodness. If you do ever miss this fight, we need to have a talk, man. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, on Saturday night, if you miss this one bout, I'm judging you so, so hard. So you better not. But anywho, this whole fight card, like, that's not the only uh, fight on this card, this UFC 253 card that is so 
it's gonna be so interesting and so awesome to watch but also the co-main event is also pretty interesting because as you all probably know john jones should i say the former light heavyweight champion at the ufc a person who many regard as one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time he recently only recently relinquished his light heavyweight title moving up a weight division to the heavyweight division so now the belt is vacant and up for grabs and who's gonna grab it well whoever wins this bout between dominic reyes the number one contender in the light heavyweight division and jan blokovic from poland who is the number three contender in the division so this fight actually fun fact now, I might be mistaken uh, about Jan Blokovic fighting John Jones. Okay, actually, yes. So, Jan Blokovic, excuse me, Jan Blokovic has not actually fought John Jones before, but Dominic Reyes has. I believe Dominic Reyes was the most recent fight that John Jones had in the light heavyweight division, which, uh, which was a really uh, hard fight. It was a relatively close fight, and uh, even, even for... Uh, the majority of the rounds, I personally gave the fight to Dominic Reyes. And I know a lot of people who would agree with me and some people who are just absolute diehard John Jones fans who would not. And it makes sense. Uh, I mean, that's just uh, uh, that's what's so much fun about the sport. You disagreeing about something. And yeah, anyhow, that fight was just so close. And the point being, the fact that it was just so close, Dominic Reyes could have just grab that belt right there when he was fighting john jones the last time but unfortunately things didn't go his way that night and the judges didn't necessarily see it the way that some some of us fans out here saw the fight go down and so unfortunately it was actually declared a loss for dominic reyes but that doesn't really matter does it because john jones is gone and I, okay, I feel like I'm actually getting into the rabbit hole again, like I always do. But um, just as a side bracket, I just want to say when you have someone who's so, so dominant in a particular weight division, regardless of how hard you try and how hard you fight and how successful, honestly, you, honestly, you are in that particular weight division, you're almost, oh, excuse me, okay, I'm getting too excited here. You're almost always going to be like the the shadow of that superstar in that weight division is always going to be cast over you and you're not going to shine like you're supposed to. And I believe that was the case with John Jones just being in that light heavyweight division for so long. And even he I think he knew himself that he had done his part. There was nothing else left for him in that weight division because he, he'd fought everybody from the very young age of 23 who he fought so many people um, in, 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 the, in the weight division and he actually got the championship belt at that very age of 23. So he's been in the game for so long and been so, so dominant. Honestly, there has not been a fight that John Jones has technically lost in the octagon and so that just shows you how dominant he is um uh, just through and through but because of that i just feel like it didn't really that that fact by itself didn't really allow other fantastic fighters in this light heavyweight division to actually properly shine and to show their potential 
to not just the fans, but also the people in the promotion, like Dana White himself, the president of the UFC. Even though, like I said, Dominic Reyes, he like he it was so close that uh, he was going to win that fight against John Jones. And he didn't because John Jones is John Jones. And if you are scoring a fight in which John Jones is going to be one side of the fight, chances are they're going to give the fight to John Jones, regardless of anyway. OK, I, I try not to get too, too biased here, which I think is uh, actually happening right now. But OK, I'm just going to end it here. So the thing is, John Jones is not in this weight division anymore. Okay, I'm sorry that I had to cut myself off, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I, I try my best to be as objective as possible and not get too biased when talking about certain fighters. But uh, if if we have to talk about John Jones, his fighting abilities and some of the things that he has um, indirectly contributed to in the organization, good and bad, I feel like we can do an entire episode maybe if not two episodes on on that topic itself but anyway i'm just i'm just gonna leave it there so the point being john jones is gone okay um (laughs) actually in my mind i'm like thank god uh but dominic reyes and jan blokovic are out here trying to uh, fight hard for this light heavyweight belt so that we can actually get a new champion um in this weight division and uh it's been so long and we just need that change finally so i'm happy okay um but those are the big two fights that i i do want to go through today and actually break down for you guys having said that please please if you if you want just catch up with this whole fight card um there's so many talented fighters fighting on not just the main card but also the prelim card we also have Diego Sanchez, actually. I just looked. Diego Sanchez, the UFC veteran, he is fighting on the prelim card against Jake Matthews, who who himself is uh, a very, very well-rounded mixed martial artist and comes from a very strong um, jiu-jitsu background, which is great. So you're definitely in for a treat for that fight as well. But also, like I said, um, there's just so many different um, names on this whole fight card. The, the big two, I would say, are going to be the main card and the co-main, uh, the, excuse me, the main event and the co-main event. Um, and even though you might not necessarily recognize the names of some of these fighters who are fighting on, on this whole card, I would still recommend that you all um, catch up with these fights because you never really know what you're going to be treated with whenever you're fighting whenever you're watching excuse me any type of mma fight which is honestly one of the best things about the sport so yeah do watch ufc 253 on saturday night september 26th at 10 p.m eastern time zone and you already know okay i know i talk a lot (laughs) but um you already know when it's happening at 10 p.m eastern time they're probably having it um like after midnight, uh, even for the prelim card, they're probably going to start having fights after midnight, according to their time zone in Abu Dhabi, which is OK. Honestly, it's so bad for your sleep cycle and your circadian rhythms. And um, that's another topic for another day. But uh, I mean, that's what they have to do to put on a good show. And I understand because they really care about the fans living uh, across the pond, I should say, uh, over in North America and in, West- in Western countries. Um, 
but that makes sense i mean okay if if that's what they have to do then they have to go for it but um yeah it kind of sucks to be in the shoes of these fighters but um listen it's fight island and it's just this once in a lifetime opportunity so if if i were there i mean if if they asked me to fight in fight island overnight i'll I'll do it i'll just go for it honestly but anywho so that's what we have coming up for our breakdown today um but in addition to that i actually wanted to briefly touch on this topic that i i kind of talked about at the end of our episode last week regarding canelo alvarez uh one of the biggest names in boxing right now and him actually filing a lawsuit against his own promotion company, Golden Boy Promotions, and the CEO of his promotion company, Oscar De La Hoya, as well as the networking company that he's actually under contract with, The Zone. So just a brief background for everybody. Um, Canelo Alvarez, he, he, he's been fighting for many, many years, um, ever since he was in his early 20s he's been fighting professional boxing and uh he's been very successful for the most part um but uh he again when i like when i talked about john jones kind of casting his shadow uh across uh, that whole weight division that he was fighting at and not allowing other fighters to shine when it was indeed their time to shine I think the same thing goes for boxing and specifically for the welterweight division in boxing, which is the 147-pound um, weight division. And it was in this weight division that Canelo Alvarez started fighting. And he was very, very successful until he was mashed up against the one and only Floyd Mayweather. So Mayweather at the time, uh, he was obviously like he was the person who was at his prime and not Canelo. And because of that, um, because of his success, and in particular that fight that he had against Canelo, again, his superstardom, I should say, again, once again, cast the shadow uh, on Canelo and uh, Canelo lost that fight. But I believe that that was actually, so far to this day, that has been his only loss on his professional record, which is still pretty impressive, like, we all know still to this day, Floyd Manny Mayweather has not had a single loss on his career, on his record, excuse me. So even if you do have one loss on your on your record and it is uh, like by Mayweather, I wouldn't be <laughs> I wouldn't be too sad about that. Um, I would actually use it as a learning experience, which I think I actually do genuinely believe that that's exactly what Canelo did, because ever since his fight against um, Mayweather, he's been so dominant, not just in that welterweight division, but also across multiple weight divisions to the fact that um, he has been actually moving up weight divisions and has moved from being being a, a welterweight fighter at 147 pounds to now almost fighting at 168 pounds, okay? So that's a big jump, obviously. And uh, anyway, uh, not to get too specific about like his fighting style and like, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> about all that stuff about him, like making the changes necessary to go from that lo- lightweight division to the 168 weight division. Not talk about that, but uh, just saying how dominant he's been in the in the recent years and that he is indeed right now in his prime. And as a result, uh, 
what happened was that HBO boxing shut down and from that uh, that shutdown we had another network rise to the top called the zone and the zone um actually made a contract with canelo alvarez alongside other fighters for him to actually give his consent to the zone um that okay you, you guys can actually uh broadcast all of my fights i i give you my consent and not only that, but uh, we're talking about a lot of money here in this contract. He, in his contract, it was stated that over many years to come, Canelo Alvarez was to be paid $300 million. And that's a lot of money, okay? And that's that's considering him having fights, him not having fights, and just, you know, just being there, actually present uh, 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 in his con in his part of the contract, if that makes sense. So, yes, indeed, that is a lot of money. But then this tiny thing called the COVID nineteen pandemic happened, right? And except for very free, excuse me, very few organizations, most specifically, I would say mixed martial arts organizations like the UFC, um, who, who who that act, that have actually been able to uphold their part part of the deal and still have fights schedule fights and have live events we haven't had a lot of uh, other organizations also talking about boxing organizations we haven't had a lot of boxing organizations who've actually had live events which is an absolute bummer not just for the fans but also business-wise for those promotions for the fighters as well as the networks correct so Having said that, uh, that has definitely been the case for Canelo Alvarez. He has not fought um, since the last time that he fought many, many months back prior to the pandemic, to the start of the pandemic. And the zone uh, has not actually had any live boxing boxing matches on their network. So they're, as you can imagine, they're losing a lot of money. But the contract between them and Canelo Alvarez still exists and Canelo has been demanding money because it doesn't matter if it's the apocalypse. It doesn't matter if the COVID-19 pandemic has hit. All Canelo wants is his money because that's what his contract says. So when he saw that the zone wasn't paying him the, the amount of money that they were supposed to, of course, he files for a lawsuit. First of all, because, um, yeah, he's entitled like that's his right to, to actually file a complaint, complaint, excuse me. But also because it, 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 he just he just has money and he can actually afford it. But uh, the point being, I do understand that, like what what his motives were behind him actually suing his own promotion company and the network. I I initially had issues with him suing Golden Boy Promotions because. I always thought Canelo and Oscar De La Hoya were super tight and uh, they had this exceptional relationship in which Canelo Alvarez was just their poster boy. And, uh, you know, like when you thought about Golden Boy promotions, you would just automatically think of both Oscar De La Hoya and, of course, their number one fighter, Canelo Alvarez. So because of that, I, I kind of... I was actually a little bit um, shook, I should say, when I heard the news that he also sued Golden Boy Promotions. But when I thought about it deeper, it actually does make sense. Because uh, like any other organization, 
and I know it's been a little bit more limited in the world of boxing. I feel like Golden Boy Promotions as well, they could have easily just scheduled a fight between Canelo and some other opponent if they simply just wanted to. They actually put in the effort. And I'm not saying that they should have had their fight in a in a big name arena. Uh, they could have easily just had it in a basketball court in a random school in America or in Mexico, right? Because I feel like, of course, we, we're still not allowed to have um, crowds and audiences in big arenas. So would it matter if they had the fight in Madison Square Garden or in a random gym, like in a, in a school gym, right? You know what I mean? So for that reason, I, I do get why he thought Golden Boy Promotions as the, 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 the side of the, the the whole issue who that is responsible merely responsible for scheduling such fights fights that could easily happen anywhere i i do get his frustration and i now understand why he actually sued his own promotion company and uh again it's kind of obvious why he sued the zone because they were supposed to pay him the money and they didn't so he's like like what's happening right so he wants his money he sued them but Another thing to say is that uh, his submitted lawsuit was actually dismissed by the court. So now Canelo and his team of lawyers have to actually file a uh, appeal for for this matter, which is the logical thing to go for in this case. But we'll see how this goes. And uh, also, interestingly enough, uh, when this news was actually announced, there's been people, not just in the world of boxing, but actually in the world of MMA, who have called out Canelo. People like Jorge Masvidal and people like Khabib. Well, they might they might not have actually like directly called out Canelo, but there's definitely been rumors of them indirectly calling out Canelo to a boxing fight, which I think is absolutely ridiculous because. When you think about uh, like these two guys' background, Khabib and Jorge Masvidal's background, they're awesome mixed martial artists. Khabib, awesome wrestler. Masvidal, awesome brawler. But neither of them are awesome boxers. So I would just recommend, highly recommend that they st- they stay in their own lane. I love both guys, but that is my, my, my just motherly, sisterly um, advice. So I would not recommend it. And actually, when this was brought up to Dana White's attention, he literally just laughed it off. He didn't even comment on it. He just laughed it off, showing you that um, it is a very ridiculous idea. And specifically with all the things that have been going down with Canelo and his legal issues. So you guys, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a very interesting topic to talk about on the show, specifically because I, I know we mostly talk about like breaking down fights and just uh, focusing on technical aspects of fights and whatnot, but I feel like there's so much more that goes into making a good uh, fighting promotion and um, uh, talking about different aspects of the business as well. Talking about the fighter's perspective, the business's perspective, and even the network's perspective, I think is very, very important. And one of the big reasons why I kind of initially started TKO was not because uh, I wanted to talk about fights, like break down fights for you guys, but also talk about these 
external factors that could have great great impacts and um sometimes even uh, confounding impacts on on how a, a fight is first of all scheduled and how a fighter performs because you might be thinking well this person a is the champion of the world so they should just come out here and dominate uh, their opponent but in reality they there might be so much more going on behind the scenes that we don't always know about things with their business things with their contract them having beef with the with their promoter and their manager and all of that stuff so i think it's uh, just as it, it is important for us to talk about breaking down fights and talk about the technical and uh, athletic aspects of things i think it's also important to talk about the business and um yeah like the business and organizational aspects of things as well so thank you so much for bearing with me uh in that regard now i'm just gonna see if i can quickly break down the main event for ufc 251 for you guys so briefly just uh, talking about each guy's um uh, strength and uh weakness so paula costa versus israel adesanya so paula costa we all know him from his very very muscular physique and because of that as you can imagine he is extremely explosive and uh i would say his forte is actually his striking which i think is very very important in this case because if he actually decides to utilize his striking and most uh, mostly his uh, boxing skills against israel adesanya i think it'll be interesting to see because israel adesanya I would say he is a he's a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. He has a little bit of everything in his back pocket. But one thing that makes him really distinguished from any other fighter, not just in middleweight, but also across the whole UFC roster, is how unorthodox and uh, even creative he is in his fights. And uh, it doesn't matter if he's wrestling, if he's doing jiu-jitsu, or striking with his um, opponent... He'll always do really awkward things in fights, which his opponent, who could be the best striker in the world, cannot really predict. And so because of that, as much as I love Paulo Costa's striking skills, and uh, even if you do search up some of his past fights and look at some of his uh, fight highlights online, uh, as much as I love all that stuff, there's just something about something so so special about Israel Adesanya, the last stylebender, indeed, which is which is his nickname, and I think is very very suiting, and uh, it really does fit his um, style of fighting, and the way that he um, he overcomes all the challenges that his opponent throws uh, towards him, and in, in every single fight doesn't matter how how forceful his opponent's um attacks are or how aggressive his opponents are i feel like israel adesanya always finds a way to do the most impossible thing and i know by saying all those things you guys are probably thinking well jenna you're rooting for israel adesanya which i like in my heart i i i don't mind him winning this fight I just, all I care about, like any other uh, hardcore MMA fan, all I care about is a good performance between the two two guys for Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya to show up on fight night 
being uh, just performing at 100% of their um, uh, like fighting capacities, not injured, completely healthy and all ready to fight. So that's what I want as a uh, hardcore fan. And I'm sure a lot of other people do want that as well. But um, once again, make sure you catch up with this whole fight card happening on Saturday night. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Man, I wish I had more time to also talk about the co-main event. Just break it down for you guys in terms of techniques and fighting style. But um, just make sure that you watch the fight card and uh, we'll talk about it next time. So unfortunately, we're out of time right now. You guys, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud. We're not SoundCloud anymore. But uh, Spotify, rather, and iTunes to download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonah, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Yeah.